Hey there, beauty pros. My name is Jessica, and welcome to Backroom Conversations. I love this industry just as much as you do, and I can't wait to share some really great information with you. I believe that if we can get the answers quick, why wouldn't we? So let's share some information together on this journey, and I hope that you have lots of tidbits to take away from any of these episodes you get to listen to. You know what? Let's not waste any more time. Let's jump right in and get to it. Hey there, beauty pros. We are back with a very extra special episode because my friend here, she's a Midwest gal just like me. Her name is Jennifer Alvarez, and she has something unique to share with you because she's been in this business for over 18 years, has been through all the things that I have been when it comes to you know, working as a stylist, to owning her own salon suite, to now owning her own salon for a year. It's coming up in a year. So let's all wish her a happy anniversary because that is a big deal in the hair world when you make it to your one-year anniversary as a salon owner. But I'm just going to let her share a little bit about herself with us here right now. So welcome, Jennifer. Thanks for joining me. Thank you so much, Jessica. This is so great. It's always so amazing to connect with other professionals in the industry and what better way to connect on a podcast yeah thank you i i just love hearing how you know people's journey is you know same but different right like they all have we all have a little bit different of a story and a different spin on things and so jennifer is going to share with us some things that she has learned along the way with you guys And she also is going to share something you can take away today at the end of this podcast that you can actually start utilizing right away. So let's get started with, can you tell me, Jennifer, a little bit about the importance of setting goals? Like everybody knows we should set goals, right? Like obviously, but is there anything you can share with our listeners that is like, you must do this. It is going to be so helpful. Oh, 100%. And I'm super goal-oriented and driven. I'm like, I'm the achiever. I'm the number three, right? So to me, what's essential about writing a goal down is that you know what direction you want to go. If you just say, oh, I want to be a six-figure hairstylist, or I want to be, I want to do better in my retail, like that's just all fluff. You have to have it actually written down and look at it constantly. So for us, it's super important that we are looking at our goals every single week, every single month. And we basically are backtracking of how much do we want to do for the year and backtrack to the very day. So we know that each day when we come into the salon, what do we need to do in order to meet our goals? And the salon constantly has the ebb and flows of like busy times and slow times. But if it comes to like your numbers, you have to write that goal down. And it doesn't always just have to be about numbers. You know, you could have a goal of wanting to be better at updos or wanting to be um, better at business. But just saying that isn't going to make anything happen. You have to take action on it. So creating that goal and actually coming up with a game plan of, How can you become a better business person? How can you become a better hairstylist? How can you hit your goals? That's really what makes most of the impact. It's not just saying it, but writing it down and what you track grows. Yeah, I love that. I think that's perfect because I, as a creative mind, I get so excited about 
you know, the end goal, like the end part of it, you know, but I've like got to slow my roll, back it up and break it down. And sometimes that's the hardest thing to do, don't you think? Oh, yeah, definitely. And it's, it's funny how there's times where I'm like, well, I really want to do better at this or better at that. And I never do it. It's only when I'm super intentional and I have it written down and it's right in front of my face. That's when things happen for me. And because, yeah, as a creative, I don't know. And I've never been diagnosed, but I'm sure I've got ADHD because I feel like I'm all over the place. So it really helps me stay focused and stay on track. For real. Me too. I like like ping ponging, like squirrel, like, oh my God, I should do this. Oh my God. I've actually found it is helpful too for me is uh, to keep like an ideas log So because I am very, very guilty of like jumping at all my ideas and like wanting to do them all. And then I get super anxious. Have you ever experienced that? Oh, absolutely. Too often. (laughs) But I love I do love brain dumping, brainstorming, you know, and you have to constantly be innovative and creative as a salon owner. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I think it's important to just like get it all out there. And funny for myself, it usually happens at 3 a.m. I'm like wide awake with all of these crazy creative ideas. And I just have to write them all out and pick, you know, one or two of them and actually like implement a game plan of how that can actually happen for the business or for myself. Awesome. Yep, I agree. All right. So friends, get your notebooks out, get those next to your bedside so that you can just mind dump all those great ideas and just truly spend the time uh, dreaming because that's super important. So I love that. Write it down and then work your way backwards. Would that be your biggest tips, Jennifer? A hundred percent. And I think, you know, I, and I have specific forms too, that I like use when it comes to like tracking your goals at the salon. I think there's so many different numbers that are key indicators of whether or not your, your business is growing or if it's dying. And I think that it's, it it shows you the health of what's happening. And if you're looking at it weekly, you can say to yourself, okay, I'm, I'm doing amazing. What is working? And really analyze When numbers are strong and you're doing well, what have you been doing that is actually making that happen? You know, kind of like if you were, let's say that you're talking about weight loss, right? Because that's something I think that a lot of people can relate to. If you're not weighing yourself every day, then you're not tracking it, you know? And so just by saying, I want to lose weight is not enough. You have to actually get on the scale daily to see what's happening. And when you start to see that number go down, you can analyze, well, what did I do this week? Oh, I walked three times this week. And instead of potato chips, I had a bag of carrots, you know, like you have to actually analyze all the things that you did that are making you progress. And I think the same is so true with our business and what we're actually doing behind the chair. You know, if you sold only $20 this week, but the, the, the next week you ended up selling $500 of retail, like what did you do different? So it's not just enough to write the goals down, but really tracking what you're doing and implementing into your business to know, does this work for me? Is it moving the needle or is it causing me not to grow? Yeah, no, I love that. I think that is 100% true. I I think that's wonderful. So I hope you guys are taking notes right now. I think I say this in all my podcasts, but I'm making the most amount of notes right now possible because these are all super helpful tips. So next question I have for you is, um, how do you track, this one's for business owners or salon suite owners, so listen up if you're listening. 
how do you track expenses for your business or your suite? I get asked this one a lot because I'm a majority rental salon uh, and I'm a business owner. So I'm always curious, what, what suggestions do you have for that? Yeah, absolutely. You have to pay attention to the money. When is it coming in? Where is it going out? Because if you are not paying attention to that, you're going to wake up one day and wonder either why is your business not making any money or where did all that money go? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what I really think works out best is using a additional type of software. So I'm a huge fan of QuickBooks. It's super easy to use. Their customer support is just on spot, very great and easy to work with. You can look at your profit and loss statements weekly. You definitely want to analyze them monthly and look back to make sure that is your business growing and paying attention to, especially with all the little things. And you guys, I love going to like Home Goods and Hobby Lobby. I get it in Target and I'm just filling up my cart with stuff. Well, you have to just ask yourself, is this going to make me money? Is it going to uh, increase the the customer experience or is it really good for my team? Um, and if it's not either of those three, then it probably is an item that you shouldn't be spending money on right now. But in your QuickBooks system, what's great about that is you can break down each thing into categories. So for our QuickBooks, if you looked at it, you'll see beverages, you'll see our software that we're using, our dues and subscriptions. Now, some of these things, yes, can add up over time. Like how many apps do you guys have on your phone? Probably a lot, right? Mm -hmm. I do too. But some of those apps are not free and they're costing you money. And so $5 here, $10 there, $15 there, all of a sudden at the end of the year, you just spent $3,000 on dues and subscription. What did that do for your business? So I think that it's really important to always analyze your expenses of how can we save more money? Because there's always going to be expenses. You've got your fixed expenses, you've got your variable expenses, and your variable expenses, oftentimes you can negotiate on them or you can save money in coupons or special deals. It's important that you are extremely disciplined when it comes to money. Don't just go to the store without a list because that's where you get into trouble. Uh, that that's where you start to fill up your cart with nonsense and things that you think that you need to have, but you really don't. And that's where we can get into really big trouble. Mm-hmm. So QuickBooks is definitely like my go-to tool. And I log on almost every day. It's kind of obsessive, but it really helps me to stay on track. And I also have a, um, a person in my business that is the director of operations. So oftentimes she is the one who's taking care of things such as buying toilet paper, paper towels, buying the foils, buying the gloves, buying the beverages. I mean, you guys, I had no idea a year ago how many little things can add up in a business, but uh, I give it to her because she's less emotional about it as opposed to myself. Um, but I think that staying on track, staying within a budget and using the QuickBooks and analyzing the profit and loss statement that you have and really focusing on that, that's going to keep you on target to making sure that you actually are making a profit and that you're not spending money recklessly in your business. Yeah, I um, I have been guilty myself of that um, TJ Maxx and Target trip, My like, especially when I'm emotionally buying, like, holy hell, like, so I, somebody needs to put a gate up in front of the doors because when I'm emotional and I just want to get my target fix or my TJ fix, I think it's going to help me, but it doesn't people. 
It does not help you at all. It ends up costing you a lot of money. So refrain from doing that. And I like what Jennifer said, like buying blindly is a huge no-no. Like you want to have a plan, make a list. It's like going into a grocery store when you're like so hungry. And I'm guilty of that, doing that too. Have you ever done that, Jennifer? You're like starving. And you that's, go to the that's the worst. I'm like, <laughs> why did I buy all these snacks? Like, I don't do right? that. Like, and then I got to sample all of them like that day. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right, cool. That's what I use. I love QuickBooks too. So that's what I switched over to. I like their online version better than their desktop version. And that's what I've been using this last about year and a half, two years. So that's been user friendly. I don't, do you use the online version or are you a desktop? Uh, I have the online version um, and it, it's really great. You know, you can connect it right to your bank. And so it's really easy to categorize all of your expenses and keep track of everything and really categorize it to make sure, okay, we're spending a lot of money on, on dues and subscriptions, or we're spending a lot of money um, uh, on our supplies. Like where's, why do we, why are we doing this? You know, and I think that you need to create a budget of it, depending on how much money is coming in the door, that's what your budget is. That's what you are able to spend. You can't spend over than that. Um, and you really should have it very specific to even a percentage of, I only can spend X amount on, on that. I mean, you would for your personal income as well, right? I mean, we all want a fancy purse, new shoes. I mean, we're, we're the cool kids, right? So we're always wearing the trendiest clothes, yeah. but if you don't have money in the bank, then you can't go shopping, you know? And I think too often, you know, uh, us Americans are just spending money that we don't have. And so the majority of us are living uh, either paycheck to paycheck or just off of credit cards, which is never going to advance us and progress us into a financially free, um, uh, not only just mentality, but reality. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, I, um, I thought about that the other day. I was, you know, it's that time of year in the Midwest where we're getting a little of that cold, cold sweep. And so it's okay. I need to like get my new fall wardrobe. Right. Well, I was thinking about that when I was driving to the mall, um, and how like, okay, what do I budget for my like seasonal clothing change? Because we do have to like look nice in our jobs and our profession, but you know, there's definitely ways we can save money when you're shopping for, you know, seasonal clothes that you can wear that's fashion, you know, focused. So for me, it's like H&M. I can get myself some, I actually, black pair of pants, can't go wrong with those. I think I could have brought, bought like five pairs of them because when you find the right pair, you just need to buy them um, when you're a hairstylist. And they were $9.99. I was like, sweet, like I pick me up some of those. Get me some, you know, nice basic tees that uh, you can wear behind the chair because you know you're going to get them dirty. Let's just be honest. We're going to get them dirty. Uh, so definitely creating a budget for that fall wardrobe or, you know, I think that I think Jennifer so far out of all the guests I've had has touched on the money piece of it. And I love that she's not willy nilly about her spending. She's very focused on it. So um, hopefully you guys took some great tips away on what she just had to share with you guys. OK, next topic. Uh, what advice do you have for new stylists? What advice do I have for new stylists? Yeah. Never stop learning. 
Never stop learning. Make sure that you find yourself a great mentor, a great coach, somebody who's gone before you, somebody who you aspire to be, admire to be more like, somebody who's just able to pave the way for your future and, and show you what works for business and what doesn't. I think in the beginning, most hairstylists, they just want to do really good hair, right? They want to get busy really fast. Um, they want to know uh, all of the new trends and techniques and, and just have fun and be creative. Mm-hmm. Well, this business is way more than just doing great hair. That's only going to carry you so far. But I, you know, if I could start my, my career all over again, I wish I would have paid more attention to the business side of it because I would have been so much more farther than I am today. Mm-hmm. But I think everybody has to go through their own journey and way of life. And for whatever reason, I chose to do everything very challenging. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that's why I am where I am today. And, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm happy and I'm proud of where I am. And I, you want to continue just to grow. And that's what keeps things exciting. And you always have to stay hungry and motivated. That's something that you cannot be taught. And so if you don't feel like you're hungry, then put yourself in a position where you do have to get hungry. And if that means you have to buy a nice car or get a house or put yourself in a financial situation where you got to hustle to make it happen, then do that. It stretches you. Anytime you start to feel more comfortable, you get lazy, you get complacent. And so for any new hairstylist out there, I want you to just keep in mind that it's up to you whether you're going to be success in this industry. And it's not just about doing great hair. It's about giving a great service and making an impact on your client's life. And this can impact you in a positive way too. If you're able to continue to learn and grow and learn the business side of things along with the hands-on portion. And when you can marry those two together, you're golden. You're going to be a success. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think now more than ever, that word, even you just said impact, I've been hearing it. I taught a class recently for our salon group, uh, from coming back from quarantine and, and it was all on impact and we as hairstylists have such a huge impact. So if you're out there listening and you're thinking, oh, I just do hair, you don't. You have a huge impact in this industry and in people's lives. And that is the serious gift of being able to serve and make people feel wonderful. And it's it's nurturing yourself and staying hungry, like Jennifer said. So I that is awesome. Okay, so... Uh, I, I'm just curious, you're one, she's, she's in her first year celebrating her anniversary of opening her salon. What is one thing or two, if you're feeling generous with some of your information here, what is something this year has taught you that you didn't know before owning? Ooh, um, everything. (laughs) (laughs) Um, well, okay. The obvious you can't predict what we've been through this year. I mean, it's been, you know, 2008, the the market crash, business was definitely taking a turn. That was something that definitely hurt the industry, but we were able to like rebound. Mm-hmm. I think what we went through this year with the, the closure where it was like, you cannot do hair. I mean, 
Nobody could have predicted that. No. But I do think, though, because we all went through that, our industry together is going to be more united, more connected, and going to be stronger than ever before because we all went through this and it it woke us up of, you know what, we trade time for money. And so we really need to be working smart in our businesses and putting away money for that rainy day or that COVID day, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the COVID months, right? We really have to be very focused on our expenses and our profits and spend money wisely. And I also think that I think salon owners now are more aware that they need to nurture their team. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that was definitely, I mean, this whole first year of doing business has been such a great experience and it's been really uh, challenging, but yet in a good way, because right. Because when you're challenged, you're not comfortable. That means you're growing. Mm -hmm. So I accept that um, humbly that it's been challenging. Um, you know, I think that nurturing the team was something that I wasn't, that was probably like my biggest aha. I need to make sure that I'm focused on my team and helping them out and giving them what they need to get them to that next level, to get them to realize that, you know, my motto is that we need to create a career that supports the life that we want to live. And so my, my whole intentions with coaching are probably different than maybe other salon owners. But I would like to challenge you if you are a salon owner to really focus on what your your team and what they need from you. And so I've been putting on my calendar every week that I am training my team um, monthly you know, your team wants team building. Your team wants to feel connected and feel like a family. They want to feel like they're an important part of your business. And when they are, they're, they're the lifeblood of your business. And this whole year has been a big wake up of, I need to be there for my team. I need to do the things. And in the beginning, it can be difficult. Right now, I'm, you know, still working behind the chair three to four days a week. I'm coaching my team. I also have my online education company and a podcast, there's, there's a lot of hats to be worn right now, but it doesn't matter because your, your team needs your coaching. They need to be guided. They need, they need to know that you are their biggest fan, because I think that when you show them that you'll, you'll give the shirt off your back to them, that they'll do anything for you as well. So um, I think that's just been the, the biggest thing to me is, well, a lot of things, but really managing your money and then also being being able to be a great coach for your the, your staff. Wonderful. How would you say it to help other people out there in the salon uh, who are salon owners? Because I hear this quite often as they experience burnout uh, as a leader. So is there anything you would suggest if you are a leader out there and you're you're just kind of just tired? March since March, it's been hard emotionally for you. What would you suggest to salon owners out there who are experiencing burnout, but still need to try to nurture their team? Yeah, well, I think the biggest thing is that you have to put yourself first. You have to put yourself first. And I know that sounds selfish, but 
when I'm right in my mind and my body, then I'm able to serve others. I'm able to be a better wife. I'm able to be a better boss, a better leader, a better service provider for my guests. But that means that I need to do things for myself. For myself personally, I invest in um, myself with my education. I love reading. I love listening to um, podcasts. I I love, um, I have a coach, an accountability coach, um, you know, working out and spending time with my husband and my, my cutest dog, Duffy, like that gives me peace and it keeps me grounded. And I know that I need to take care of me first because burnout basically means that you're giving everything to everybody else and there's nothing left at the end of the day for you. Yep. That's burnout. And so if you can take care of you first, then you're going to be able to be a better person for others. So that's what I would suggest. If you have to put it on your calendar that, hey, I'm going to take a 30 minute walk in the morning, or I'm going to do, you know, 10 pages of reading, or I'm going to listen to a podcast and um, work out or, you know, I think that we just have to carve time in every single day for ourselves, whatever that may be meditation, working out, reading, learning, whatever it may be, put you first, so you can be able to help others. For sure. I think that's wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. Cause I know that that's usually the first thing people usually drop. And, you know, I'm guilty of doing that every once in a while. I'm like, Oh, I can sacrifice that. That's something that's important to me. And the reality is I can't, and I shouldn't. And it always is like the universe, like slapping me in the face, like, no, no, like you do need to take care of you first. So it is not selfish at all out there, friends. You need to take care of yourself and whatever that looks like, like she said, reading podcasts, making good, healthy meals, um, just really taking care of yourself first so that then you can level up and serve your team and nurture your team, like she had said. So, yeah, and don't get me wrong, Jessica, like it's a challenge every day with myself. Um, but I think that we just have to be really intentional and mindful of that because one day we'll wake up and be like, Oh, I hate yeah. this. You know, I'm going to toss yeah. the towel in. And, and that's, that is just like an entrepreneur right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but, but I always know like the days or the weeks that I'm like, I did need, like I went golfing. I got to play with my puppy, me and my husband, had, like cook dinner together. Like when weeks I have like my best retail weeks, my best successful weeks when I'm doing what I like to do as well. Yep. I agree. I love that. I think everything you said is super important. And um, I really hope that uh, listeners out there, you can take away some of this because it is not something that we, you get to just lay on the couch and do nothing. You have to have to actively work at all of these things. If you want to be a salon owner someday, and that's always been your dream, well, don't expect everything from anybody. You need to work for it. And that looks like taking care of yourself first. So getting up, going for a walk, doing something for yourself uh, so that you can feel good about yourself and really you know, bring value to your salon, to your clients, to your team. And it just comes full circle for sure. All right. 100%. So uh, last bit, because I know Jennifer, she's super busy uh, because she's busy running a salon and she told me she's in the salon right now. And so I am proud of her. This You can't even hear any kick noise of any uh, people. So you're hiding out in a room right now. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm hiding in the esthetician room with uh, the noise canceling curtains. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, it sounds great. I, I hope I, my kids are, have been running in and out of the house. I was just telling Jennifer before this, we have a 
a group of 11 girls that come over every Monday and do virtual learning. And I've been like, you know, trying to make all the things happen just like Jennifer is. And so I knew this was super important. I wanted to do this. I've been following Jennifer on Instagram and she has some great things to bring to the table. And so you guys need to check her out on Instagram and share with our listeners. You have uh, something you're doing right now. It's called Pivot to Profit Roadmap. So tell us a little bit about this and where they can find it. Absolutely. So this came to my mind during quarantine because I thought about all the different things that I was challenged with opening up my salon and all the things that I wish I knew prior to opening up the salon. And so I decided that we've got to get this education out there. So I created the Pivot to Profit Roadmap, which essentially is a roadmap for hairstylists who are wanting to open up a salon with confidence and for it to be successful. So it is a tailored, customized business plan. Uh, Right now you can download a free salon checklist. So the things that you need to know prior to opening up a salon, you can download that free salon checklist off of my Instagram page, which is instagram.com forward slash Jennifer Jade Alvarez. And next month we are launching the course. So I'm really excited about this. And so to all of you hairstylists who are wanting to open up a salon, you got to take this course first. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Anything else you want to leave the listeners with before you head back into that salon? I would just say keep keep learning, keep listening to, you know, people like Jessica, people like myself, people who are out there doing it. You know, we believe in you and we believe in this journey that we are on. And that's why we want to just share it with you all and give back, because I think that is just really uniting us all, connecting us all, elevating our industry. And, you know, we just we want you to be successful. And I think that is directly through making the time for education. So just keep learning, be a student for life and, you know, create the career that supports the life you want to live. That's right, people. Education. That's where it's at. So head on over and follow Jennifer on Instagram. I will put it into the notes so you can uh, click there and connect with her. So thank you, Jennifer, for taking time out of your very, very busy day and life to just share your knowledge with this industry because that's the true gift of giving back. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jessica. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that episode you just listened to of Backroom Conversations. I love doing these things. And so if you enjoyed it, please head on over and subscribe to this podcast and please leave a review. Like I appreciate your time and I know that it's extremely valuable. And so thanks for spending it with me and I can't wait to catch up with you again soon.